Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning, 2022. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everyone. Gabby's back. Yes. <laughs> I only missed one show. Yeah, it, it was a long show, Gab. It was a long show. Uh, trying to do a morning show by yourself is, I know. is very difficult. I didn't. I, <sighs> I know. She knows. I'm sorry. She knows. But, um, you know, it ended up being all right. I'm just trying to remember back on what it was we talked about in the last show. Caveats. Caveats. Yeah. Caveat. 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 <laughs> it's funny. Most people call it caveat. Caveat? Ca like caviar. <laughs> caveat. I'm going to register my caveat on title. Um, caveat. Caveat. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> let me think about it. Um, yeah. It, it sounds very. Uh, yeah. Lots of ways you could say it. Uh, I'm glad it went relatively I, well. I don't. I don't think I can say caveat. Yeah, it went well. We talked about the different uh, scenarios where we could use uh, caveats um, <laughs> to register your interest on title. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but um, how was everyone's New Year? Boo! <laughs> Where's the boo button? <laughs> Gab, Gab suck was, balls. <laughs> I need a suck balls audio effect. Yeah. <laughs> um, Not the energy y'all needed. <laughs> but you asked, Wayne. Uh, we don't normally do anything on, on New Year's Eve anyways. Yeah. It's just another night. We were in bed by a reasonable hour, I think. Uh, yeah, I was passed out on the, Everly was passed out on the floor in the living room by seven. Yeah. I was passed out on the couch in the living room by eight. Yeah. And you shuffled us all to bed around nine. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Point it up in here. Lights out. Closing call. Yeah. Got them all up to bed. It, yeah. But, um, yeah, it seemed like I saw lots of, you know, social media of other people were having fun. So they can. Lots of um, lots of fireworks. We had lots of fireworks in our neighborhood, and I saw lots of people posting fireworks. So that's cool that people actually got out. Yeah, uh, Annette says that she had a five a.m. flight on New Year's Day. Oof, oof, indeed. Um, yeah, I was talking with uh, Annette yesterday, and uh, twenty-two hours worth of traveling, I believe, to get from old Newfoundland to uh, Alberta. Gross. That is gross. That's extremely <laughs> gross. Um, uh, talk about like, you know, you and I, as soon as we got back from our vacation, we pretty much just wrote the next day off and then you got sick and then it's just like, it's, it's hard to kind of get yeah. back into the momentum of it. And, uh, I was talking to Ned about that. She's like, same thing. Like after 22 hours of traveling, it's just like all your luggage is just all over the house and, yeah. you know, and, and it's like, it's a giant pile of to do. Yeah. Right. And, and, like I'm. It's all over our house too right now. Just that big pile of cleaning up all those boxes from Christmas and cleaning up, you know, 12 loads worth of laundry and, you know, 
mm-hmm. um, shoveling. Yeah, I had to go out and shovel because we've been gone. So, um, kind of, kind of buries you into a hole, doesn't it? Oh, I found the hole. Yeah. Yeah, you found it. I found it. <laughs> Crawled into it. Uh, hopefully, we can kind of get you out of it today. Um, yeah. Start talking about some cool stuff. Um, there is like some things I need to go over. Um, just kind of housekeeping stuff. Um, fan of the month. Mm. Fan of the month. Um, so for those of you who are joining in for the first time, <clears throat> don't know what it's all about. Um, when you join in live, or for those of you that are listening to recordings, when you join in live on the Podbean um, app, it's a live app, so we're able to stream live every morning, Monday to Friday. And um, you can join in. So you can listen in live. There's a chat. So we're, you know, if you hear us talking about people talking about things, it's because we're reading the chat. As well, there's a call-in button. Um, and you can call in and ask questions, um, you know, join in the conversation if you've got anything to add. Um, that's the... I mean, I, we could do we could do this recorded and send it off to you, but we wanted to have a live platform. So it's like it's a free group uh, community that you can join in on every morning and you get f- the free opportunity to ask your questions. I know a lot of people are you know struggling with real estate investing. And they've got things that are holding them back. So you can call in and ask your questions for free. It's free coaching, free accountability. Um, there's a really great community here of people. Mm-hmm. Um and, uh, you know, we're going to start doing live meetups as well more often. But um, but but for joining in live as well, there's also the um, the incentive to to be the top fan. And on this app, anytime you engage, anytime you uh, you throw a heart, um, you'll understand when you when you when you see it, um, you can say <laughs> like a like um, you can like the show. You can share the show to different social media platforms, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, Facebook, et cetera. Um, as well, when you call in, it all accumulates hearts, um, which, uh, whoever has the most hearts, uh, is the top fan. And so at the end of the month, what we do is we accumulate all of the hearts and we see who the top fan is. And then we, uh, we give away a prize. So this month, this past month in December, actually, I got to go back and check. I had to take a, I had to take a screenshot of it because I couldn't remember who it was. Um, (laughs) so bear with me. Okay. Uh, do we have a drum roll? I think we have a drum roll. I can do a drum roll. Uh, I hang on. I got an actual drum roll. Okay. Robbie DeVries. Whoop whoop. Robbie DeVries <laughs> uh, is the winner, of the top fan of the month. So what we're going to be giving away is one month of free mentorship. Awesome! That's so amazing. Yeah. So mentorship. Um, Normally, this is a six-month minimum. Um, this however, is like a taste tester. It's kind of a taste <laughs> tester, yeah. So huge value, though, especially people getting out started are getting started out. This is like a really great push, really good push. Yeah. What do they? Get? What's what's all included? Well, it's six hundred and seventy-five dollar value. Yeah. To start off with that. Yeah. Um, for the month. It is two calls, so normally it's, it's bi-weekly calls, so uh, for the one month free, it'll be two, uh, possibly three, let's see if we can squeeze in three, <laughs> um, video calls, uh, and do, during those calls, we talk about <clears throat> strategy, deep conversation, you know, it's not necessarily about answering question, questions or like, you know, how do I do this? It's more about like, what should I do and who should I become and you know what I mean? Like yeah. the deep conversations. Stuff that actually matters. 
And then on top of that, it is unlimited text and email. And that's where you get your questions answered. That's yeah. where you get the, where do Technical I find, stuff. where do I, how do I evict a tenant? Where do I, you know, get um, information about, you know, city bylaws for secondary suites, that kind of I stuff. I need this form. I need that form. I need this form. Oh, that's the other thing as well. Unlimited access to our forms and documents and contracts as well. So, you know, just yesterday I had a bunch of people, ironically, three people asking about the 14 day eviction notice for Alberta. Not a problem. Sent it off to them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, in situations like that, um, you know, where you need anything, um, text me. And uh, depending, I mean, if, it, if unless I'm in the middle of a meeting, I normally answer within five, ten minutes. Yeah. Like m nine times out of ten, I'm always, I'm always working on my phone anyway. So you get a question, answer the question fast. That way you can just keep rolling, keep moving. Um, and then unlimited emails as well, if that's how you prefer to uh, communicate. Mm -hmm. Text is obviously the fastest for getting the response. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's... Uh, wow, what a way to kick off the year too. That is the best way to kick off the year. Super, <laughs> um, super excited for Amazing. that. Amazing. Congratulations, Robbie. Um, and Robbie, um, I've got your number. So you got mine. Just uh, send me a text. And uh, to be honest, I'd like to get started on that right away. You know me. I don't, I don't like waiting around. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's, let's get right into it, uh, right away. I'll book your first call right away as soon as I can in my calendar and get that ball rolling. And, uh, yeah. And as well, I think Robbie's coming to the cabin retreat at the end of the month too, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, so he's got a month of mentorship <laughs> up and up to the 21st and then the cabin retreat on the, oh yeah, he's, that's, that's a good way to start You're the setting year. yourself up. Yeah. That's a good way to start the year. Um, <laughs> just scrolling through the comments here. Did you see anything? Any questions? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, well, just there's a funny thing. So, uh, Robbie and Ryan were chatting back and forth about how they were. Um, Robbie said Ryan had me sweating. Thanks for the push. And and uh, Ryan said, if you think I was pushing you, wait until you start working with Wayne. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> everyone's a little bit different. Um, so Ryan won last month. Um, for those of you who don't know, Ryan won the top fan last month and, uh, I asked Ryan, I don't, I don't go easy. <laughs> I don't. Cause I, I know, I know what it takes in order to get out of your head and I, and to do the things that make you uncomfortable. And sometimes, um, the only way to do that is just a really strong kick, uh, in the ass, um, to really just make you realize that, you know what, maybe these beliefs that I have aren't correct and maybe I can do more and maybe I am worth more. So, um, yeah, I, I haven't necessarily gone easy on Ryan, but there's only such a short amount of time in a month. I have to, I have to, I have to put as much into it as possible to make sure he gets the most value. I want to make sure that, you know, by the end of the month, which I think we're going to be done here in about a week or two, um, you know, that there's enough momentum from the end of the weekend so yeah, that he, you keep know, going. keep going. Yeah. Um, that's, awesome. that's what mentorship's all about. Yeah. Right. Is 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 to someone to push you further than you were able to push yourself. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. And to like be a hundred percent accountable to you. Yeah. That's I mean, my definition of coaching and, and mentorship, my definition of coaching and mentorship is 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 so they're so different. I think I find coaching you get on a call and someone will answer your questions. Mentorship is like, yeah, we still do coaching calls bi weekly, but it's it's more like there's more context. You know, you got to understand the person. You got to really be pushing the person as well. Um, you know, you take you take an interest in the person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you really want to see them succeed, as opposed to just okay, talk to you next call, next yeah. month. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I take this stuff real seriously. Um, 
and and, and Ryan says it's been really good. So I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I am. Um, I'm sorry if I pushed you too hard. <laughs> I I've scared. I've, say, sorry. <laughs> I've scared a lot of people away. Yeah, I have. I I've scared a lot of people away. Um, and I've said this before that like I'm okay with it. I'm okay with people being pissed off and thinking I'm a dick if on their way out they go fuck me fuck you man i'll show you if you yeah. do that then that's great you know what at, at, at the risk of our relationship as long as you say fuck you man i'll show you on the way out then at least i know you're going in the right direction whichever way you got to get there whether it's hey thanks man i'm gonna do it or fuck you buddy and your strategy i'm gonna show you how i'm gonna get it done as long as you get it done as long as you're going in the right direction um i'll take that risk yeah um, well, so. and that's the thing about coaches as well is that like, it's, it's not just like you pick somebody and it always 100% of the time works. Like you've got to find your person. Yeah. And yeah, some people need Wayne. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And some people, you know, need whoever. So, you know, yeah. but that's just what works for me. And, um, yeah. you know, there's a certain type of person that I think that it, it really works well for. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, we got a first time listener. Um, awesome. this morning in Matt Lethbridge, excited to hear what the show is all about. Um, yeah, well, new year, um, the new explanation, I guess. I mean, Gab, do you want to explain what the show is all about, what we do? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously our, our, you know, title of the show, real estate, so investing, yeah. <laughs> real estate investing. Um, so that is our focus, although often, um, our conversations are also about, um, life and, growth and, um, you know, all sorts of stuff. But yeah, our focus is real estate investing. And with it being a live show, we really just take on whatever conversation is happening, whatever we have going on at the time, whatever our listeners are asking us about, and we roll with it. Yeah. And, um, you know, Wayne and I, um, for people who don't know us and don't know who we are, we are two very different people. And we have two very different outlooks to two very different approaches. And you'll see that come out where be like, well, yeah, Wayne, I hear what you're saying, but yeah, this is, this is my thoughts. And so you get some different perspectives. Um, but you know, we've been investing in real estate for quite some time, almost a decade, and we have some, um, experience to share and, and yeah. 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 Uh, we, we invest in Edmonton and Leduc, Alberta. Uh, so for those of you that are listening that are curious as to where this is coming from, it's Canadian content. It's Western Canadian content. Um, but a lot of the, you know, it applies to American and 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 Eastern Canada as well or Mid-Eastern. Um, you know, it's uh, we'll, we'll mostly be talking about our local market and our local landlord laws and stuff like that. But we do have guests in as well from different markets to kind of explain the, the benefits. But um, me personally, I don't like talking about all of the landlord toilets cash flow analysis that kind of stuff i like to get into the stuff that i know that people truly struggle with and that's scaling because any one of you that are listening right now could go buy five properties no problem you know and if that's all you want to do then that's fantastic i'm happy for you like that's um that's great it's super easy um, you're not going to run into any issues with mortgages. You're not going to run into any issues with joint venture partners. I think everyone can either save up and buy five properties uh, or find five joint venture partners within five years. And then, you know, in 30 years, you got a paid off asset and it's worth, no, whatever, two, you got a $2 million portfolio. That's great. 
Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. And I think everyone at the bare minimum should have that. Yeah. The bare minimum. It's so simple. Um, but from our experience, most people that, you know, we meet at events and that call in say, I want to have a hundred thousand dollars a month in cash flow. I want to be financially free. I want to be driving this car and I want to be the greatest. And I just know that the example I gave you earlier, you know, the, the, if you just go at it the way that you're going at it, you will never reach it. Few people do. Um, even few of the coaches and, 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 uh, and social media influencers that you follow in the real estate investing world will ever reach it. Yeah. So it takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of grit. It takes a certain mindset. And I like to focus on that. And that's something I was kind of just kind of touching on with Ryan, you know, or the, you know, as an example and, and other, you know, people that I mentor, like I, you, I have to push them outside of their, 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 um, their, their pattern of the way that they think, um, you have to think differently. You have to be ruthless. You have to not care what people think. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, 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 it's a, it's a real grind. It's, and it's an extremely lonely life. I'll tell you that as well. I don't know, depending on filling whatever influential, successful person you follow, uh, they'll all tell you it's really lonely because there's not many people that, that are, that are operate on this wavelength. So I'm here. To, to support you in that. Um, and, you know, you'll find a lot more people within this community that are like that too and start surrounding yourself with more people like that that are that are talking about ideas and not talking about, you know, the news and talking about, you know, um, the glory days. So that's what I like to talk about personally. But we obviously we do get into different strategies like joint ventures and agreement for sales and rental homes and all that other jazz as well. And and tenant issues, which is kind of what I wanted to talk about today, which is super fucking boring. Yeah, I was going to say, and you're like, I don't like talking about tenants and toilets. Like, that's exactly what you want to talk it, about today. As I was saying, I'm like, oh, look at this giant list of tenant issues that I that we experienced over the last four days. But like, I know that people are, this is, this is good. This is good content for people that are, that are getting started. Yeah. Um, and, and, and for seasoned investors too, a lot of people haven't dealt with this. I see this all the time on different, uh, Facebook groups and stuff like that. I see people that have been in the game for a while asking questions. I'm like, how do you not know that by now? Yeah. Which is whatever. They just have never experienced it. Yeah. They yeah. never experienced it. So, um, ironically over the last four to five days, um, we just had a bunch of different tenant issues, which, they don't, I don't really lose any sleep over it. I mean, I did it pretty much from my, from my, from my couch on my phone. You know what I mean? I wasn't like I was running down to the, the suite and, you know, 45 minutes away and, and, and dealing with the issues. We just called the right person. We paid the person and we pulled that money out of the reserve fund that we have for that property. And, and once we get the invoice, we'll pay it and, and, and Gabby will, you know, um, bookkeep it and, and file the receipt and we're done. It's yeah. pretty, you know, uh, that's the that's the way we look at it. I don't like to spend any more time than that on it. You know yeah. what I mean? We have. Oh our- God! If we were if we were like <clears throat> truly self managing and taking care of like repairs and stuff on our own, this past week would have been a nightmare mm-hmm. <laughs> over the holidays. Like, yeah, it would have been bad. Mm. Um, but yeah. So Josh said that Eileen has a couple quick questions, and I did see them come through. As she I apologize, them. I was just like rambling on. Well, it's uh, they're also. Um, relevant it's kind of like tenancy questions as well so um 
Yeah, let's start out with those just okay. so we don't forget to go back to them. Hey, considering we're talking about tenant stuff anyways, yeah. let's do it. I think this is fantastic. Yeah. Thank you, Eileen. So her first question, and then the second question is relevant. Um, she says, I have a question. If someone passes by your rental and falls because too much snow on the um, sidewalk of your house, who is responsible, you or the tenant? Hmm, legally? Yes. You, the owner. Yeah. Um, because the person would sue you. You are the property owner. Yeah. Um, technically. Technically. Does it happen very often? No. Um, but technically, if someone was to fall and hurt themselves and cry, you know, injury lawyer, um, then they would go after the title holder, which would be you. Yeah. Um, how far do you want to go with this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, at the same time, you know, if city bylaw comes by, whether there's a complaint or whether they're just in the area, and they're checking to see if people have salted and, and cleared their, their, their pathways, then, um, yeah, if there's going to be a fine, it would be you, the title holder. Now, of course, you can pass that fine on to your tenant. Since it was written in your lease that it was the tenant's responsibility. Yes, and that's another, yeah. that's another if thing. If it's written very, in the lease. <laughs> yeah, so that, that there. But, I mean, let's, you know, if this is a – an Amazon driver um, who's dropping off a package and they slip on the steps up to your door, then yeah, I mean, um, they would they would very likely be suing you. Now, have I ever heard of this happening? Have you ever heard of this happening, Gab? No, I haven't. And I know a lot of people in the in the real estate <laughs> investing community. I'm I'm very connected. I have a large network. I've never heard of it once. Yeah. So uh, you, I am curious, Eileen. Like, are you? Are you just asking because it's something you thought about or is this something that's happening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, just keep an eye on the comments there just because it's a little yeah. harder for me to keep up with um, just on my platform. But, um, you know, this is actually a very common thing that gets asked a lot because it's like, if I'm going to buy this rental property, She's I just gotta, curious. Yeah. I got to, I got to know my risks. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I don't want to buy this and then find out that, you know, someone slips and falls and they sue me for $200,000. And then I just, you know, I made a pretty bad return on my investment. You know, like who, who brings this up damn near every time he's around? Your dad. My dad. <laughs> hey there, I noticed that you don't have handrails on those steps at that property. You should probably get that done. Otherwise, you know, someone's going to slip and fall and sue you. And like, yeah, we'll get to it when we get to it. Like, it's not a big deal. It's like three steps. Calm down. Um, you know, you should definitely slide that, you know, change that door out for this kind of door, you know, tenants will like it a lot more. Um, no, not an investment mindset. He doesn't have an investment mindset. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's his own, it's his own logic, right? It's his own logic. And, and for me, I'm just like, I'm not going to spend the $700 to get handrails done. Um, you know, when this, it's like not an issue and he's like, well, if you don't, and someone's going to slip and fall and they're going to sue you. And, and, and just the, the probability is so, the likelihood is so low that it's just like, it's not even, it's not worth the $700 of the reserve fund. So, <laughs> um, but it, it's, it's quite common that that's a very common question, but you know, it, whatever your risk, um, you know, threshold is, I and mean, if you want to, if you want to hire someone to go down there and make sure it's cleared, um, if you want to go drive down there and make sure your tenant's cleaning it, I mean, it's quite often yeah. I will be in the area and I will pass by one of our properties and I will see it's not clear. And I'm like, those motherfuckers, they better go clean. I'm going to email them right now and it, don't drive by your properties. 
(laughs) Well, yeah, but that's the thing. And that's what I was going to say is that, you know, at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, as we've established, it is your responsibility. Mm -hmm. If somebody slips and falls and decide to sue, they're suing you. But, you know, you have somebody living there. You've made it their responsibility to clear the snow and the ice. And so you've put that responsibility on them. But you as a landlord need to make sure that that's actually being done. So you can't just pass it off and then expect that it's, you know, they're shoveling it down to the to the sidewalk every time and chipping ice and putting salt down and everybody's super safe. And yeah, yeah. so it's your responsibility to ensure that that is happening. And so, you know, like we don't go as far as, you know, like checking all the time or anything like that. But that's like, make sure that you have a quarterly inspection or that like in the winter, once or twice, you do drive by just to make sure or like if there's been like heavy snowfall for days and days to like, you know, maybe you do go drive by your properties just to make sure that they are being upkept or email reminders. Hey, you know, I know that 20 centimeters drop guys. Um, Just a reminder, make sure that this cleared, you know, within 24 hours, you know, just personal experience, it's better to clear it as it's snowing because it's a lot lighter than it is when it just piles and packs down. Yeah. And like we had our quarterly inspections in December and um, a few of the properties weren't upkept. So Mm -hmm. it was addressed. And you know what I mean? So it is at the end of the day, your responsibility to make sure that it's getting done. Yeah. If you don't want to get sued. <laughs> you know, I, I went a little over the top and, you know, when I was saying those motherfuckers and getting all <laughs> angry, but, um, you know, if I do drive by something like that or I get an, indi- you know, someone mentions something, then I do just send an email and say, hey, you know, we noticed that the, we got word that the snow's not being cleared. Um, you know, the other tenant said it or, you know, the neighbor said it or whomever. Um, please get this cleared right away. Otherwise, we're going to have to hire a company and it'll be charged to you. Yeah. And that right there is a good enough wake up call for most people to be like, oh, shit. OK, they mean business. This isn't like my last landlord because most landlords are amateur landlords. There's yeah. way more amateur landlords than there is sophisticated real estate investors owning properties. Um, so most amateur landlords don't follow up on stuff like that. You know, they live on the other side of the country. They, they just collect rents. So just assert yeah. yourself as the type of landlord that has high expectations of, you know, this is in the lease and I'm going to, you know, yeah, I'm going to make sure that it's, it's upheld. Yeah. So um, the her follow up question to that was um, was that a good enough answer? Yes. <laughs> it's like a fifteen minute answer. Um, do you, she asked? Do you ask the tenant to buy insurance for themselves? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Always have your tenants carry tenant insurance. Um, Is it a cover, requirement? Um, so for some insurance for. Some landlord insurance policies, it is a requirement. Our, our, yeah, our ours it is. Yeah. Um, so our insurance on the building requires that our tenants also carry tenant insurance. It's a mm-hmm. requirement of us carrying our insurance. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's something that you should first of all find out, but second of all, who the fuck cares? Yeah. Have your tenants carry insurance. Yeah. Um, just be, stuff happens. And it's it's mostly for their contents. Um, it does have some other stuff on there um, that it covers, but it's mostly yeah, just like to cover dis- their contents if, if there in was. In the event that something happened and they needed to, to get a hotel or something like that. Some, some different tenant insurance policies will cover things like that. But for the most yeah. part, the bare minimum is to cover their contents, which our landlord insurance doesn't cover their contents it covers the building, the building and and any appliances and stuff like that yeah but their contents their clothes their aquarium their whichever um it covers all of that stuff so you know they it's in your best interest to insure that stuff yeah. um so when when they move in we require proof, proof of tenant insurance before we give keys yeah 
Um, now, do and they get go- yearly proof when they resign and stuff? Yeah. Most um, actually, a lot of insurance providers are switching to a new way where they actually, when they <clears> sign <throat> up the tenant, they ask for the landlord's contact details. Mm. So if they cancel their policy, if they renew their policy, if anything changes on the policy, yeah. you as the landlord automatically get a notice, which I think is amazing. Yeah. Um, because otherwise they can set it up on Monday, show you proof of it and cancel it on Tuesday because they don't want to pay it. Yeah. So, um, that's a really great thing that a lot of the providers are switching to. I don't know if it affects our insurance. You know, it is a requirement that the tenant, you know, your tenants have, um, you know, content insurance, but I, I don't know if it would like, if there was ever a fire that like our insurance company would be like, well, your tenant didn't have insurance. Like it doesn't really. No, it have- doesn't matter. They're still not going to cover their contents. Yeah. Their contents are just not going to. It'll cover covered. what we need to cover. And that's yeah. just the replacement or the repair of the, you know, the building. Property. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so then Josh had a question as well. Okay. Um, Morning, Josh. Do you typically provide lawn and snow care for rentals or is it in the agreement that tenants maintain themselves? Um, depends so on the property. Depends on the property. Most yeah. most properties, it's the responsibilities of the tenants. Yeah. Um, say for a single family home, they're responsible for snow and, and lawn care. Yeah. Um, we have it in there how often we want the lawn to be cut. Yeah, um, Because, you know, during the summer with a little bit of rain, that, that could be overgrown very quickly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, a week and a half is like, it's like, holy crap, the lawn needs to be cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know how hard it is, but they need to do it. Um, and same thing with snow removal with, you know, pretty much the, the minimum that the city requires it to be cleared. Yeah. We um, always reference a link to the city website in whatever city there, the property is in, yeah. um, so that they know what the requirement is. Now we do own one property that is a side-by-side duplex with basement suites that has a common, um, Front yard. And back, yeah. um, the yard is, is like a common area. It's not separated. So in that, uh, with that property, um, we, we have them take care of snow removal, um, which is, you know, the upstairs tenants will take care of the snow um, on the, like the side sidewalks and in the front. Yeah. Um, however, with the lawn, we actually, um, we hire a maintenance company to do that. Um, it's just trying yeah. to get, you know, the upstairs tenants to do this, the weird shaped lawn and stuff like that. It's just, it's easier for us just to hire a company to come in there every two weeks and they go and they do the grass and they do, they do lawn stuff at our other properties as well. So, yeah. um, just easier that way. And then we just kind of take it out of the, the cash flow. Mm-hmm. We allocate it. So, um, but for the most part, it's, it's the tenant responsibility and, uh, it's clearly outlined within the lease. Yeah. Um, do we have other questions? No, that was it. Unless okay. I missed anything. If I did, just let me know in the comments. Well, there's, there's a lot of different comments and you know what I'm noticing, um, 22, 2022 starting off, right. Everybody's getting in on the heart race. Everyone's yeah. getting in on the, um, <laughs> um, you know, the top fan. It's, uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know any other podcast that gives away <laughs> a month of, uh, of free mentorship as well. You know, we kind of got away from the giveaways and stuff because we weren't really getting, you know, as many people calling in, but we'll be getting back into giveaways here in the next little while. Um, if we start getting more people calling in, then absolutely we know we'll start rewarding it. But, um, you know, doing more of that stuff too. And, you know, even just this, this past year, you know, Barry McGuire gave away, what did he give away? Didn't he give away like a rental course? course? Yeah. Yeah. Like a rental course that was worth like a thousand bucks. Um, so there's gonna be a lot more stuff like that too. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess we'll just kind of continue on with just like tenant, um, related stuff. Tenant theme. <laughs> um, what's that? 
the tenant theme. Yeah, the tenant theme. Um, which one first? <laughs> uh, Stuff that has happened to us over the past week. Yeah. Four days. Uh, smoke detector, CO um, de de detector yeah, alarms. Um, I got a random emergency call. So we've talked about like the communications agreement before where all communication is through email, except for emergency. I got a call, an emergency call from a tenant. Um, New Year's Day. Was it New Year's Day? Yeah. Yeah. That's her. Oh yeah. She was hung over. <laughs> <laughs> her, her smoke alarm wouldn't stop going off and she's in a basement suite and you know, legally the, 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 the smoke detectors are all interconnected. So the upstairs suite was going off as well. The whole house was ringing. And, uh, after 10 minutes of it going off, she, she finally called me and was like, I don't know, is this, is this CO2? Is it carbon monoxide? Like, do I need to get out of here? Um, and just through our experience, we knew this is actually a pretty common thing we've dealt with many times is people calling us and saying the, carbon monoxide smoke detector is going off and it won't stop. Um, and we just learned through experience. There's a bunch of different things that can, can cause that to happen. One is it's at the end of its life mm -hmm. and it's just extremely overdramatic and sensitive. <laughs> it's, it's, it it's going, it's, it just wants to be changed and it's not afraid to cry about it. And, you know, we even had it in one of our homes that we were living in. Or that the goddamn thing would go off at 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. And we'd think, oh, my God, everybody get out carbon monoxide. Yeah. We don't smell smoke, so it must be carbon monoxide. And then, you know, we did it. We realized there's no carbon monoxide in here. And, and it, it would just randomly do it to us. And it was such an annoying thing. And we learned that you just need to change them. I believe every seven years uh, from my research is every seven years. That's the lifespan for it. Um, another thing is steam. So if you don't have proper ventilation in your bathrooms, if you had a hot shower or bath and and the doors open and there's a smoke detector right there, that, um, it can set it off. Yeah. If you and steam are from the kitchen, like steam from, from pots, the kitchen, yeah, boiling pots. water. Yeah, apparently that sets it off too, um, which scares the shit out of tenants. And you're like, how do I react to this? So I got a call on New Year's Day at like four o'clock in the afternoon and I'm like, do I go drive down here? Like, like, do I tell them to go outside in the freezing weather? Like, is this a real emergency or is it just an overdramatic, you know, smoke detector? It's, it's a it like, you can't tell them, don't worry about it. And then they die. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, it's super annoying, but uh, you know, they didn't die. They weren't dizzy. They weren't nauseous. They've been in there for at least 10 minutes. And, uh, what we what we found through just Google search was that just start going through all of them and holding the test button and resetting it. And after about four smoke detectors, they finally figured out which one it was and they reset it. And I told them, I said, if it happens again, let me know. Uh, otherwise, I mean, the plan is, is that it just must be at the end of their life. I think they're six years old now. So once we do the next quarterly inspection, which is in two months, um, we'll send our handyman in there and just to replace them all. Yeah. And so, yeah, Wilson says normally there's a sound pattern difference. Three long beeps is smoke and three short beeps is carbon monoxide. And yeah, this wasn't, this was a normal smoke beep. So yeah. um, we weren't concerned. And yeah, like, and that's the other thing you can tell the tenants is like, it says right on the side of the units, like what kind of beep is happening? Yeah. This is what it means. It means the battery is dead. It means yeah. it's at the end of its life. It means there's a fire. <laughs> 
yeah, definitely don't pull out the batteries because it's it's beeping so oh, much. Oh God, I we've mean, had like, tenants do that. Yeah, it yeah. beeps too much, so we pulled the batteries out. Like you morons. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, you know, it's just what I explained to them was that if this is happening continuously, then you know, let us know again, and we'll send someone out there immediately to change them. But it's not like a huge emergency, like. Um, yeah. it's better just to get all the repairs done at the same time when we're in there doing quarterly inspections. Um, Robin asks, was it in there until, or yep. Mm, I don't understand. I don't or the upstairs it. unit. It was the, it was the downstairs, uh, common area one. I don't know if that may really, um, yeah. the, the tenant seems to think it was because, uh, for some reason they had the side common area door open and there was lots of steam coming in from, you know, the hot inside interior and the cold exterior. She was trying to do her own science and try and figure it out. <laughs> but um, why the side door was open for so long and it would cause something like that, I don't know. But anyways, um, yeah, but, th but that's something that came up. And I mean... You know, this is just some of the dumb stuff you deal with as a landlord, as an investor. You know, if you're taking the calls and you don't have a property manager that's taking the calls, you know, what do you do? You know, what do you do when that goes off? Do you tell them to just ignore it? It's just a, yeah. it's just a overdramatic smoke detector. Well, I or remember uh, do they several. Call yeah, I remember several months back. We, I woke up in the morning to an email from a tenant from the night before saying that the carbon monoxide. Mm -hmm. uh, was going off and I was like oh my god why would they email are they alive are they dead did they make it through the night yeah. like what the fuck it was like four hours ago <laughs> yeah and um and Wayne's like well just like email them back and ask and I'm like email them they're dead and I was like <laughs> I need to call them why didn't they call and I was like freaking out and um so I, I did I ended up calling them just to you know <clears> make sure <throat> they're alive and they were and I was like so you know like I don't know why they they emailed, but like the the Dumb other tenants. thing is that when there when carbon monoxide is going off and you don't know if it's like for real or not for real, like you call the fire department yeah. and they come and they check. Or is it the fire department or is it like yeah. the gas? No, uh, no, no, no. But they they'll send fire. Okay, yeah, and like they check for you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like that's what I said to them. I said next time, like, well, a you know this that was kind of an emergency. Yeah. Um, I, I'm glad you're alive and, you know, yeah. next time call somebody and make sure. But, but yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, another thing was uh, another tenant, separate property, um, sent us an image of a puddle in the laundry room underneath the hot water tank. This one, what day was that? Uh the day uh it was new year's eve new year's eve no it was yeah, it was, was no it was the 30th 30th and, we, and then we sent yeah, someone sent on, new somebody on new year's eve yeah yeah they sent a picture of a, <clears throat> about a one square foot puddle underneath the um the hot water tank uh we found out so of course we're thinking oh the the ass place. is blowing out of the uh, hot yeah. water tank and and now we're gonna need a new hot water yeah, tank because it's an older hot water tank um yeah, it is. Um, but it turns out it wasn't actually coming from there. So we called up our plumber and plumber said, Hey, it's New Year's Eve. You know, I like you guys do a lot of work for you. But just letting you know, I got New Year's Eve rates. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and uh, charged us 150 bucks an hour. So um, he goes down there and finds out that it was the the water meter. So 
you know, in some provinces and some cities, the water meters are outside in Edmonton, the water meters are inside, so they don't freeze, um, goes and looks at the water meter and there's a, there's a small slight drip coming from one of the, uh, the bolts or the nuts, sorry. And he tightened it ever so slightly <laughs> and charged us $275. <laughs> Yeah, he, I, I texted him afterwards because the tenant said, hey, it's all fixed. Thanks so much, guys. And we hadn't received the invoice yet. I texted him and like, thanks so much, man, for doing this. I really appreciate it. He goes, hey, not a problem. I just really wish that there was more for me to do. He told me he just yeah, he just tightened it ever so slightly. Um, but, you know, that was an hour and a half or whatever of his time. So he had yeah. to charge us for it, which is, you know, it sucks. But, you know, we pulled it from the reserve and we move on. You know what I mean? It's, and would I pay that again to not to have to go pick up my life on New Year's Eve and go figure Drive out 45 minutes to go and do it. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. I would have charged 150 bucks an hour to go down there. Yeah. I would have I paid myself 150 bucks an hour, but yeah, I wasn't having it. That's no, nope. that was, uh, <laughs> so it is what it is. That's just another thing you deal with. And, um, you know, we, we, we invest locally, but still like to go where that property was, it is a 45 minute drive. So it's like, yeah, it's just better to pay someone. Um, you know, set up your business like a business, set up your real estate business as a business and just make sure like every other business, you got a good, good cash flow and you got a good reserve fund. And when something comes up, just like a business, you call the guy to do it or they call the girl to do it. Um, and that's it. You deal with it. And not, I mean, yeah, anyways. Uh, so that was something else. Um, also, we got an unpaid rent. Mm-hmm. Still unpaid. Yeah. Yeah. This is one that we're dealing with. Um, now, this tenant contacted us. In when... Mexico. We talked about it. Did we? Yeah. Um, you surprised me on the morning show. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now I remember. Um, we talked about this while we were in Mexico where the tenant emailed us and said, hey, just out of curiosity, if in the event that I am deported from Canada... Um, what happens? Do I need to find a tenant or can I get out of this lease? And uh, so the story is that apparently Canada doesn't want her anymore and she's having trouble with, you know, resolving it. So she wanted to know in the event that this happens, what happens with my lease? And we said, well, I mean, you're responsible to the end of the lease. And we kind of, um, we kind of want her to, to try and find a replacement as opposed to just being like, peace out and going back to whichever country. Um, so we said, yeah, no problem. You know, let us know how it all plays out. But in the event of something like that, you, you know, we would just ask that you help us find a suitable replacement. Um, and then, you know, we'll send you a link for the application and then you can just send that to any people that you show it to and uh, we'll, we'll qualify them. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll screen them. So, um, and we just said, you know, please just, you know, keep us up to date as it progresses. And if, if, the, if it does, you know, actually happen and we never got a response and then sure enough, you know, January one comes and she doesn't pay the rent. So, you know, did she forget? Well, no, because no. we sent, we sent uh, a, Hey, happy new year email. We haven't received your rent. I think it was like three o'clock, four o'clock on January 1st. Um, we we forgot to send our rent reminder email uh, while we were in Mexico. So we're like, oh, okay, it's just probably just a mistake. She's hung over. She forgot to do it. And uh, she didn't respond. And then on January 2, we sent another email in the morning saying that, hey, if you do not send your rent by 4 o'clock, we're going to be removing the on-time rental discount. You know, we get it. 
you know, send it. She didn't. So uh, later on last night, January 2nd, we sent uh, another email saying that the on-time rental discount has been removed and uh, your your rent payment and um, your response is required immediately. Otherwise, further action will be taken. Yeah. Um, so that's just kind of like the last little push that we're going to make. So hopefully she responds. You know what I mean? Will we give the, will we, you know, put the rental discount back on? Yes, obviously. Um, but it's just like, we're just trying to use as much intimidation as possible to get her to respond. Um, cause next steps obviously is an eviction. Now in our back of our minds, we just don't know, is this what she wants? Is she? Yeah. I feel like she, that's the thing is that we kind of feel like she wants to be evicted considering she's pulling, like, we don't even know if the uh, deportation. deportation is even if she's just using that cause she wants out. She has, she hasn't been like super problematic, but she has a lot of complaints. Yeah. Um, so it feels like she doesn't necessarily like she definitely wouldn't be somebody to resign for another year at the end of her term. So it feels like she's just trying to get out of it. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know who knows these, like all you can do is speculate and we just, just off the information, yeah, we have, off yeah. the information we have. And it just kind of feels like that's what this is. And so with her not paying rent, it's like, is she trying to get evicted? Yeah. Um, because like, we don't want, uh, January 14th vacancy. Yeah. If we evict her, you know, the second that she's evicted, she's, she's no, no longer, longer responsible. responsible for the rent. Yeah. However, if she has unpaid rent, we rarely, rarely send eviction notices just yeah. as a side note. Yeah. Because once you do that, you allow them off the hook. Yeah. Set no, there is a lease. We have an agreed fixed term lease. You are responsible till the end of the term or until if you abandon it, if you abandon and you leave you are responsible until a suitable replacement has been found. Yeah. And, and we that's can the go way after we them it. for that. We go yeah. after them for that cost. So I'm not going to let them off the hook for not fulfilling their obligations at the yeah. lease. Um, but then other things start going through your head. Like is, has she midnight moved? Um, you know, like was when she deported overnight, was did, she deported? Did, did the <laughs> Mounties come and like drag her out? <laughs> um, sorry, not to laugh, but like, you just like, we really have no, yeah. Clue. I suppose if she was dragged out by the Mounties, we'd, we'd be pretty terrible people Yeah, by joking about this. Yeah. But I don't want to go drive down there. That one is like 55 minutes away. Yeah. <laughs> I think I want to go drive down there to knock on the door to see if she's been deported. And if she answers, it'd be like, yo. Where's my rent? Yeah. <laughs> Put no, I don't want to do that. Give me money. Um, yeah. So it's just kind of the, these things that you need to navigate and try to think of, you know, like what could this be <clears throat> and navigate it the best way that you think, you know, is the right thing to do. Um, one of the big reasons why we don't want, well, also one of the big reasons why we don't want to evict, obviously, we, because we want her to be responsible for her rent, yeah. but also um, it's a, a suited property and the basement suite tenant um, is moving out at the end of February. Yeah. So we don't want to have like a double vacancy in there. It's nice. Suited properties are great because when one suite is vacant, yeah. um, the other one's pretty much covering the costs, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, there's different factors to take in and, you know, she has always, you know, like paid her rent. She hasn't been that big of a problem. So it's not like she's this mm -hmm. like huge, noisy, trashing her house, like her place is kept in very good condition. So it's like that kind of like, what, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I hate 
considering all the different things like, oh, well, we shouldn't do this because, you know, it's going to be vacant. And that means that, I mean, we have a reserve in place. One other thing Gabby didn't mention was because one other thing she didn't mention is that um, that reserve has been punched hard. Yeah, we've talked about this property a lot. It got hit hard with all this, the different random stuff that we dealt with. So the reserve got depleted all the way and some. Yeah. And we like, so we're in rebuilding, we're in rebuilding stage of that cash flow or that reserve. And our, you know, partner is like every three months, like, when am I getting my cash flow? When am I getting my cash flow? I'm like, well, we're rebuilding the reserve. Yeah. Um, I mean, that should have never happened. Just like a series, like a ridiculous, you know, series of unfortunate things happened. Yeah. Uh, where it depleted the reserve and thank God we had it there. Yeah. But now we're in the process of just, you know, building that reserve back up before we'll pay cash flow. And so just like every time we we pull from that reserve, every time there's a vacancy, all I can picture is him being like, where's my cash flow? Where's my cash flow? You said six months. It's been nine months. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. So, you know, we want to try and rectify this issue um, to keep him happy, um, you know, but at the same time, we need to treat this like a business. So we're kind of caught in between the rock and the hard place there. Uh, which is never a place I like to be. I like to treat this like a business. I don't, you know what yeah. I mean? Like we should have a process we should do stick it to it. and stick to it. So what's very likely going to end up happening is just one of two things. I'm either going to send someone down there today or tomorrow to go knock on the door and be like, Hey, what's going on? Yeah. You know, you are you still here? You're not answering the emails. You like, like not to intimidate, be like, no. And I think the best person to do is me to make sure it's done properly. Um, but like, Hey, you know, you didn't pay your rent and we haven't heard from you. You're talking about deportation. I just want to make sure you're here and you're okay. Just want to make sure you're all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. So did you, did you not receive our emails? And of course you'd be like, Oh no, I haven't opened my email. And I, oh no, I forgot about the rent. <laughs> and, and then I'll be like, okay, cool. Can you send it right now? Yeah. Yeah. I'll send it in just a minute. Okay. Oh, and I'll be like, Oh wait. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait. How's everything else doing? Is there anything anything I need to look at while I'm here? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'll I'll just sit there and wait. Um. And and uh, that that I think that's the best approach. Other the other the other option is to deliver an eviction notice, which we're gonna have to drive down there anyways. Yeah. Or so I might as well knock someone, on the door first. <laughs> or hire someone to go drop it off. So, I mean, to be honest, I mean, if I knock on the door. And she doesn't answer. I mean, do I bring an eviction notice? What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We're, we're still like pondering on this one. Yeah, I do think so. I mean, at the end of the day, um, considering she's totally ghosted us and like she's our all of our communication is through email. She's always responded to our emails. Yeah. So she's she's definitely ghosted us or been thrown out of the country. So um, I think that, yeah, I think we definitely need to figure it out and uh, get that eviction notice ready for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where we're at. But definitely a knock on the door. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Cause even just calling her would, you know, she probably wouldn't answer yeah. any more than she would. Like, no, most people don't answer the phone anyways. Regardless, these days. Yeah. Never mind if you when don't your recognize, calling. Yeah. <laughs> even if they don't recognize my number, they're not going to, they're not, no one answers a local phone number these days anyway. It's because of all these uh, uh, scammer bots, you know, calling with, with disguised as your local number. So. There's not much we can really do. I mean, I, I wanted to talk through it because, to be honest, I haven't really come up with this. I was hoping that as we talk through it, maybe we might find another solution. But that's that's pretty much our the only path we can take, which is unfortunate. It's been a while since we've had to deal with something like this. Yeah. Um, even with that other woman, you know, we talked about recently. Um, you know, she she got out of her lease from that, you know, 
family protection clause or, or program or something. So, but we haven't really dealt with anyone not paying rent and, and ghosting us in, in quite some time. So yeah, if fun process and you guys can follow along and learn all about it. If we do have to go the eviction process, we can kind of share, yep. you know, the documents and, and how we do it. And uh, hopefully this thought process that you're, you know, you're listening in on is valuable as well. Um, you know, you, I always talk about treating it like a business and just sticking to the system and the processes, but you know, sometimes they, there are factors you need we, to, yeah. we do consider all factors, um, including the relationship with our joint venture partner on that property. I don't want to piss him off. Um, is the basement tenant going to be resigning? I don't think so. <clears throat> she, last time she resigned, it was just for a short extension. So I think she's planning her. Move. Uh, yeah. It's a high turnover property. Yeah, it is. Um, I've talked about that a lot with suite of properties. You don't really get people living in there for five years like you would with a single. Well, family sometimes home. you do. We like we've had people in main floor suites for. Why are you going to disagree with me? Because Gabby cause... talked about this being in the show. We have two completely <laughs> different outlooks on life, and she's always got to disagree with me. Yeah. <laughs> she talked about the one tenant that stayed for five years. Suddenly, I'm wrong. Well, we've had five years, three years. We have a tenant going on three years in a basement. Yeah. Okay. They then exist. I will change my comment and say that particular property. Yeah. This this particular property is a high turnover. Yeah. Not a great area. Yeah. Um. I mean, it makes beautiful a ton of money. property. Beautiful, beautiful property makes a property. ton of money. Makes a ton of money. Crappy area. Yeah. Crappy area. Not so. I wouldn't say it's our highest um, quality tenants either, just based on the area. Yeah. Um. It is what it is. Um. But yeah, we can. Uh, we'll keep you updated on that. Uh. Rob. Yeah, so Robin asks, would you just post the eviction notice to the door if she doesn't answer? Yeah. And yeah, that's what we're... You got to post it at the property. You can't email it. Yeah. Um, you can serve documents by email right now, currently in Edmonton, mm-hmm. Alberta, I believe. Um, just with the... Uh, still with the pandemic rules and stuff. I don't know if that's going to stick after the pandemic's done. Um, but you can serve documents as like um, notice of hearing. Like if you were to file with the RTDRS or, or whichever landlord court you use, mm-hmm. provincial court. But um, for the eviction notice, I do believe it still needs to be posted on the door um, or in person. Um, yeah, so we'll, that's, that's what we'll end up doing, just posting on the door. Um, but to be honest, though, Gab, are we going to post an eviction notice or are we just going to file straight with the RTDRS? Mm, yeah. You don't have to post an eviction notice for you Edmonton and Calgary and Alberta investors. Everyone thinks you do, but you don't have to, especially when it's unpaid rent. Yeah, but I think that if our, you know, if if what we want is for her to for her to hopefully ride out her term and that something has just happened and she's forgotten to pay rent, then we give her the 14 days to get it paid up and then remove it. If we yeah. file straight with RTDRS without giving her a 14-day... Well, what's the outcome that we want? Exactly. That's what you need to decide. Do we want her? Do we want to in, scare her into paying? Because if, if a tenant pays before the 14-day notice is up, then it cancels it. That just by default, they don't yeah. have to leave. Yeah. They have... They can If they pay within the 14-day eviction notice uh, period, then it cancels the eviction. Um, so... If you want them out, though, you file directly with the RTDRS for a hearing, and then you serve them the hearing, not the eviction notice. So you serve them the hearing notice, which is like four weeks to six weeks out, 
um, depending on how backed up they are. And then you have a hearing with, uh, with an adjudicator and the other, you know, the other party, the tenant, and you talk about it's unpaid rent. We based on, you know, this breach of substantial breach of the lease, we would like to, um, terminate the lease and evict them. And if you get a judgment on that, then it's immediate. You don't have to, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter whether they pay or not. Um, a lot of times, if you're going to go straight to the RTGRS, you need to have a little more justification than just they, they're late by two days. Yeah. You know what I mean? The adjudicators can be like, well, why don't you just let them pay and then keep going? Yeah. Do they have a history of being late? Yeah. yeah. Do they have a history of saying they're going to pay and they don't? Yeah. Like, so yeah. she she was late before once. I mean, she had a reasonable excuse, um, a death in the family. But, um, you know, th- I think that we have enough. If we wanted to get rid of her, that's how I would that's what path I would go. Yeah. If I want to get her just to pay and keep moving forward, this is exactly what we're doing right now. You know, we sent a reminder on January 1st. We sent another one on January 2nd at 10 a.m. saying, please, you know, you transfer before 4 p.m. Otherwise, we're going to remove your rental discount. Then we sent another email that night saying, hey, we haven't received your on-time rental discounts removed. It's just like one step to the next step to the next step to the next step, trying to get her to pay. Now I'm going to go knock on the door and say, Hey, what's going on? Are you alive? I'm so glad you're alive. Can you pay? If they don't, then it's an eviction notice. And then yeah. they got 14 days to pay. It's just the next step, the next step. But the, but the outcome that we're looking for right now is just pay and continue because we don't want you to leave. Yeah. And one other thing um, that I think is worth mentioning is that um, you can also remind your tenants that if you are evicted, that goes on, your your personal record yeah so if somebody goes down to you know the the courthouse court of queen's bench and pulls a record on your name judgment on your name they'll see that you were evicted that goes (laughs) on their name for unpaid rent so you can remind them of that and you can also for unpaid rent register it now with the credit bureau yeah so you can also remind them that if this rent doesn't get paid i'm registering it on the credit bureau and this is going to affect your credit (laughs) so those are also two really powerful tools if you're trying to just get them to pay up or if you're trying to get them to leave without going through the eviction process or whatever it may be reminding your tenants of those two things can be a powerful move if they don't want to ruin themselves mm-hmm. yeah um i do see that josh has a pretty lengthy question here and we are running out of time um, um josh we're right at the one hour and and this is uh i really want to answer this but i you know me it's gonna be a 15 minute answer yeah that's why I was um, like, can we do this tomorrow morning? Yeah. You know what? Let's, uh, can we save this? Actually, can you just take a screenshot of it? Yeah. If you don't yeah. Um, take a screenshot of the question just in case you, you forget. Um, we'll answer this question first thing tomorrow. Um, Josh asks, I want to get a house under contract this month for a flip. Last month, I was focusing on finding a property. Believe I have some financial partners in place. I was steered in a lot of random directions last month about what to do first and where to start. Where should I be looking for first? Money or the property to present for the money? I got so many questions. I need to take action. Fuck, fuck yeah, buddy. Let's do it. <laughs> 2022. And I fucking hate saying call back tomorrow because it's exactly what I'm against. Um, but uh, I need to be out of the house in an hour. So uh, we got shit to do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we, we all look in an hour for this. So, um, you know, I, uh, bring it in. Uh, join us tomorrow. We'll answer it. Um, we've made a screenshot. If you forget, we'll still answer it regardless. Um, and maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow about um, what you should look for first: a, a deal or a joint venture partner. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff I like talking about. Not this fucking tenant shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Anyways, thank you so much, everybody. And uh, we will uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning. Have a great Monday. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.